Hey, what's up, guys? This is Clark Mossman on the Overcoming Fear podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the origin of fear. See, fear is an interesting thing. So many people fear something in their life, whether it be fear of what others think, heights, public speaking, bugs, failure, and so much more. Fear can completely control our thoughts and our actions all through something the Lord never intended for us to have. See, we were made in the image of God. That's Genesis 121 or 127, excuse me. Many people know that. And we also have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2:16. If this is the case, if we're made in the image of God and we have the mind of Christ, why do we struggle with fear? We were made because of love and for love. And love is quite the opposite of fear and is what we were created to live for. Even 2 Timothy 1.7 says we were not given the spirit of fear. And therefore, if we have fear in our life, somehow we picked it up along the way. Fear was not originally in our mind or in our character. Our nature is to have love, power, and a sound mind, just like that verse says. You were actually created fearless. You were created fearless. So the fact is, fear is learned. This is this happens through life circumstances, whether that be through believing lies that were spoken over you by other people, lies you have believed from the enemy, past traumas that have taken place, or maybe just a slow, gradual whisper in your ear from the enemy questioning your self-worth. Whatever it is, if you have fear today, it has been learned. This, of course, is not ideal, but there is hope that comes with this because if you, if you learn how to fear, then you can unlearn how to fear as well. Fear comes through simply believing a lie. I'm going to say that again. It's important. Fear comes from believing a lie. And the only way the devil gets power is through us believing his lies. He starts he starts with small, seemingly unimportant, unnoticeable thoughts that he plants in our mind. These lies, they might seem harmless at first, but over time, they progress to be a deeper belief of that lie. Looking back, even on my, like when I was in school, I can clearly see that I struggled with the fear of man, the fear of what people thought of me. In the moment though, I didn't even have a clue that I struggled with this. It wasn't until I was around 18 years old when my dad made a comment. He made a comment about me struggling with fear. He said it kind of matter-of-factly as if it was an obvious thing. And immediately in my mind, I was in denial, not even having noticed the fear for all of these years. But looking back now, it's so clear that I struggled with fear, constantly feeling lesser than others, as well as making decisions. All of these decisions that I made... I based off of this fear. And so for many years growing up, I struggled with fear and did not even know it. This was because of the subtle, small lies I was believing that slowly became bigger and bigger. The enemy is a con artist, smart, cunning, and manipulative. The enemy first attacks your mind with the doubts about you measuring up. He knows that these beliefs will eventually trickle into every area of your life. If your mind starts getting infected with these thoughts of of doubt and fear, it'll start to affect your actions as well. Fear crippled every aspect of my life growing up. 
during even my high school years, there was this big battle going on between my internal struggles and my external desires. Externally, I wanted people to like me. I wanted my parents to be proud of me. I wanted to receive a basketball scholarship. I even wanted to play professionally following my college career. This was my dream. I know I've talked about that dream in previous episodes. So this is my dream, basketball scholarship and to play professionally. On the other side, that was my, those were my external. That's what my, those were my desires externally. But on the other side, there was this internal struggle in which I deeply worried about being accepted by those around me, by my friends, coaches, family, and by every group of people around me. And so as a result, my external desires were crippled by my internal desires. I remember being out on my basketball court at home. I would practice for hours every single evening, doing different drills, ball handling, free throws, working on the smallest, most minuscule detail of my skill. After this, I would go through an entire game on the court in, at my home. The entire game was laid out in front of me. I would take different shots that I would take in the real game. Swish, swish. I would be making all of the shots. But all of a sudden, the game in my head would be coming down to the wire. We are down one point with 10 seconds to go. I could see all of the fans. I could see the different players I was playing against. I was imagining it all. The clock would be winding down. Three two, one, and I would take the shot on my basketball court at home and swish. I'm the hero. The crowd would go wild. The team I just beat would be devastated. This was the imaginary game that I would go through on my in my head at my home court every night, multiple nights every week, multiple times every night. The story would be going on in my imagination, and that was my dream. I wanted to be the best player. I wanted to be the one everyone cheered for. I wanted to take it to the next level. This was my life. I did this for six straight years, every single day. I loved it. It was so fun. It was what I looked forward to. But this is actually only half of the story. The first half is a feel-good story about a young boy who had a dream and was working every spare moment he had to accomplish his dream. We love that story. But the last half is the part I look back on in my life and still regret to this day. Okay, this is the second half. It was game day, real life game day, not imaginary game day in my head. It was game day. I would show up at our school gym. I'd put on my jersey. I'd be warming up with my teammates. We would then go into the locker room and the coach would do a pump up speech and give us the strategy for the game. It was exhilarating. I loved it. It was exhilarating knowing that I would, I was about to go do my favorite thing in the world and that I'd really been working really hard for. This was the moment I had been waiting for and preparing for. The guy over the loudspeaker would call out my name in the starting lineups and I would follow by, you know, giving my teammates handshakes and shaking the opposing coach's hand, followed by, you know, shaking the referee's hand. But then it was time. We were all, we would line up in position for tip-off. The referee would walk to the center court, blow the whistle, throw the ball up, and it was game on. What was supposed to happen and what followed were totally different things. Like in my head, I was supposed to be the best player out there, scoring points, helping my team to victory, but this wasn't the case. Every time my teammate 
would throw me the ball, I would suddenly become overcome with fear. There were family and friends in the stands, coaches and teammates on the sidelines. My focus went from accomplishing my dreams of becoming a great basketball player to thoughts of fear. What would happen if I mess up? What would happen if I do something really stupid and everyone is watching? What are, what are those people going to think? What are the hundreds of people in the stands going to think? What are my parents or family members that are watching? What are they going to think? What are my teammates and coaches? It just went on and on and on. And because of this, every time the ball would come my way, I would pass it away as quick as possible, not doing what I know I was capable of doing. This was far from the game that I had played in my head the previous nights leading up to this. My dream died in those moments. This would happen throughout the entire game, throughout the entire season, and throughout the entire year. Six straight years this happened. An endless cycle of dreaming of becoming something great and accomplishing my childhood dream to consistent disappointment after every game, wondering why my hard work was not paying off. The problem was I wouldn't take the shot. I wouldn't take the risk of failure. I wouldn't do any of it because I so deeply cared what people thought of me that I would not risk failure. The enemy had planted so many lies in my mind that it crippled the actions that I was taking. My dream was destroyed by these lies that I was believing. John 10.10 says, The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the way that he does this is through planting lies in your mind. He says things like, If God is really good, why would he let this happen to you? Or you will never amount to anything. Or you will always be this way. Or you must become successful so that others approve of you. The list goes on. He gets you to doubt God's character and to doubt your identity in him. The only way we give the enemy power is through partnering with his lies. Through walking in agreement with his lies. If we reject the lies of the enemy, he becomes powerless to do anything else. The first step in the process of overcoming fear is recognizing that the reason you're fearful today is because you have believed a lie. That's it. Once we recognize this, we can start to break down the lies of the enemy why we have believed the lies, and find out what God says about the matter instead. We must know the truth about God's character and our identity in Him. Freedom comes when we know the truth. John 8, 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this is the same. Our brains were created to be malleable, which means they have the ability to be formed and changed. This is why God tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have the ability to take the lies that we have been believing in our mind for many years and begin to change them and align them with truth. Now, this doesn't most of the time happen overnight. Some of you have been believing lies for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and it might take some time to start seeing that permanent change. This is something you must fight for. We have a real enemy that doesn't like you. His main job is to lie and confuse you into believing that you will never overcome fear in your life. But the truth is, God has given you the ability, with his help, 
to change the way you think and the way you see yourself. I never accomplished the childhood dream of getting a passball scholarship or playing in the NBA, but God has put new dreams in my heart. I have resolved to never allow fear to kill a dream of mine again. Because I've made it through the fear of what people think, you know, I'm still in the process, but I've overcome so much. I'm equipped. I'm starting to equip others to walk out the same journey and killing fear and walking in boldness. I've been through much of the healing process, the breakthroughs, the struggles, and now I just want to help other people do the same. And so if you are constantly worrying about what people are thinking, worry about what will happen if you fail, see yourself as lesser than others, or anything along these lines, you have a struggle with fear. And fear is a dream and a destiny killer. The first step to overcoming it is to recognize that it is a struggle. I want Take a moment even to look at the overview of your life. Is there a part of my story in which you can relate, whether that be decisions that are being made because of fear or worrying about what people think? You need to recognize that fear is trying to cripple your dreams, your relationships, and every area of your life. This is the first step in overcoming fear is recognizing you have it. Fear is simply anticipating pain, which most times never comes true. It's a lie. And that's what the enemy puts in your mind. You're going to fail. You're not going to have anything. Nobody loves you. Those are all fears that's simply anticipating pain that is not there. It's a lie of the enemy. We need to recognize that we were not created to have fear in our lives. And there are steps that we can take to overcome that fear. And so the first thing, I want to get a little practical here as we close out. The first action step for this is to repent for acting on fear and allowing it in your life. Repenting is simply recognizing your wrongdoing, going before God and expressing sincere regret and turning and walking the other way from the wrongdoing. God commands us. He said, do not fear. So when we fear, we are not believing in his protection, provision, and so much more. So recognizing that you have fear in your life comes with repentance, before God, and running in the opposite direction of fear. Take some time and do that now. That's step number one. Number two, I would encourage you to write down every fear that you currently have or have had in the past that you haven't dealt with. Write it down. Write all of those things down, and then you could even go through step one and repent over those specific things. It breaks off those lies off of your life. That's number two. Number three, something that was really helpful for me was to share with someone close to you that you recognize you have the struggle with fear. I remember when I first talked with my wife about my struggle with fear, and it was a very humbling thing, especially for a man. When I did that, there was a weight that was lifted off my shoulders. Tell someone and let them know that you are taking steps to kill it in your life. Number four, do you notice any times in your life where you consistently experiencing where you experience fear? I want you to write down those moments where this where fear often happens so that you can recognize when you're coming up to those moments that you wrote down, you can consciously choose courage instead of fear. So go through those four steps 
And you're going to be on your way taking those initial things to overcome fear in your life. It comes with recognizing, going before God, repenting and talent and saying, I want to change. I want this change. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Overcoming Fear podcast. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you rate it five stars and leave feedback on whatever platform you're listening on so that other people can be encouraged to listen and overcome fear in their own life. And so tune in next week for another episode on the Overcoming Fear podcast. All right, bye.